everything that we've seen so far and heard so far points to arson uh, as the cause of the fire. But as the representative from Nihal, I think there are multiple factors which led to what happened. Uh, and, uh, you know, we could speculate. Uh, hindsight is the best sight. But I think there have been a lot of deficiencies in terms of uh, uh, maintenance uh, within the parliamentary precincts that, uh, uh, you know, that, that could have exacerbated uh, this fire and, uh, you know, preventing it, uh, preventing it from spreading to where it did. Mm-hmm. Now, Parliament is a national key point. So uh, as, as, the, 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 uh, as, as Nahawu just mentioned there, there, it seems like maintenance was a problem. And, of course, reports were overlooked in the problems that is, uh, is faced by Parliament or by the Parliament buildings itself. Yeah, there has been uh, correspondence and an audit conducted in 2018 and correspondence since then, questions being asked. Uh, and, and I think, you know, at our meeting today, which we are having an emergency chief whoops for a meeting, we'll be able to get more answers in terms of the maintenance, why the sprinklers didn't work, how suddenly a valve could be shut, who would have had access to Parliament, uh, you know, to shut off uh, uh, sprinkler valves, etc., so, but I think what, what's more important for us now is to see how uh, the work of Parliament uh, continues, uh, you know, even though that we've had this uh, devastating uh, fire that took place uh, in Parliament. And, and I think that's going to be the important thing for us to consider. Mm-hmm. Parliamentarians are currently in recess, so questions have been raised whether or not you guys will be able to resume work on time this year. Well, I uh, personally, I don't see why not, because, uh, you know, for, for about two years now, we've been uh, operating on a hybrid system, uh, physical presence, uh, limited physical presence and, and virtual. And I think we've uh, kind of mastered the virtual aspect. However, I would, uh, you know, not rule out the fact and I would like to suggest that uh, we possibly look at other venues in, in, in Cape Town for now, uh, the convention centre where Parliament could be set up. I mean, we have had uh, uh, times when Parliament is taken to the people and the National Council of Provinces do that quite successfully, and they're going to set up Parliament in various localities around the country. And I don't see why we can't do that in the interim while looking for a, a medium to long-term solution into exactly what's going to be done, assess the damage, assess the costs, etc. And uh, I think one of the things that we've been looking at, and I've been there for many years now, for the last 10 years, is a move of Parliament, movement of Parliament for out of Cape Town. And possibly this is the time to, to, to re-look at the proposals that we had before uh, and uh, see whether that is not an option. But uh, in the interim, I, I, we, we must operate. We have to uh, receive the State of the Nation address. We have to consider budgets. We have to consider legislation. And uh, that's something that we have to do. do you, and do you think the timetable for the State of the Nation address will be affected by all of this? Well, the State of the Nation address has been uh, scheduled was scheduled for the 9th of February. So we've, we've got about a month. In, in, in which to find ways of uh, ensuring that that happens. But, you know, at the very least, the president could always be at the union buildings in, in Pretoria and deliver the State of the Nation address while we listen to it virtually, although that would not be ideal. But with some of us sitting in a venue, uh, wherever that venue is, and listening and then debating the State of the Nation address, it's, it's, it's very possible. I, I don't see any reason why we cannot continue with the work as scheduled.